Hello and welcome to Revitalize. Perspire, inspire, expire. Revitalize is daily encouragement for modern Christian women, sponsored by Teaching Mums Limited, an executive coaching company for mums by mums. Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. Good morning and welcome to Revitalize. Inspire, perspire, expire. <laughs> I always get them in the wrong order. And when I thought of what the tagline would be for the show, I thought about what would happen on the day that I'm called home and I wanted to work really hard. That's my perspire. I wanted to bring people along with me, inspire. And then I want to be able to leave this world um, when I'm really, really old with a smile and just expire with the thought that I did everything that God asked me to do. I'm your host, I'm your friend, this is Lily Lincoln. So ladies, mums, really interesting times. Um, I definitely will pray in a moment, but what I want to do is just open open the, the floor, discussion on how to move forward spiritually when there are no um, physical church buildings to worship in. How do we do that? So lots of churches are using Zoom and Skype and lots of other apps and um, video conferencing, call conferencing, um, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Which is which is phenomenal, and I think it's really important to stay connected to your community. But what's even more important is that you stay connected to God on your daily one-to-one walk with Him, because um, salvation is is personal, but it's not private. And I want to liken it to a marriage where um, people will see you and your husband, and um, if you're a dad or a man listening, see you and your wife together in public. Um, but you also have a private relationship that nobody sees. And this is what Revitalize is about, helping you to build those um, blocks with God through faith in Jesus Christ. And how how do we do that? I've been a Christian for 19 years. I became a Christian when I was 16 and um, have experienced great wonder <laughs> and great grief, great shame. Um, extreme forms of everything, illness, I was really, really unwell for a long period of time and it absolutely changed my life and I'm still having to deal with the fallout of some of that now but one thing I can say is that the Lord has been with me the entire time and nothing is too hard for him and I die a little bit every day um, and I want to continue to give my heart to Jesus um, in a way that's invisible and in a way that only he can understand. And I'm here to, to support you and to help you and encourage you to build your life around Christ. Because as you can see, Christ is not a moving target. He's the only immovable 
thing, person, reality that we have in our lives today and ever will. So in a moment, um, after a short break, I will be talking to you about what the Bible says about selfishness. I'll be back with you in a moment. This is your personal invitation on how to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. Now this personal invitation has been taken from the Joyce Meyer Everyday Life Bible. All verses used will be amplified, the amplified version, unless otherwise stated. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and for giving me of my sins so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10, 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognising his power, authority and majesty as God and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I'm so grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in my new life with you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer along with me for the first time, then I'd love to say to you, welcome to the family, sweetheart. Um, This is, apart from getting married and having children and um, following your dream and deciding to step out on your own, this is the best decision and the most important decision you will ever make. Um, And I want to welcome you and celebrate you for this personal commitment that you have made in hidden places. May the Lord bless you and multiply you and increase you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Um, Practical things. Join your local online church. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, join your local online church. Read your Bible every day. Download apps with scripture and protect your salvation with your life. Tell other people how wonderful the Lord is. And of course, if you have prayer requests, you can get in touch with me, lulu at teachingmums.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love to pray for you. It's so accessible and even easier now than it was six months ago. Good for you. And continue to believe that you are perfectly loved just the way that you are now. So today we're going to be looking at what the Bible says about selfishness. So let's pray. I will share the Bible verses with you. Now there are 13 and there will only be time to cover seven. And then the next episode I'll cover the other six. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the matchless name of Jesus. Father, there is no God like you. There is no 
time like the time that you hold in your hands. And in this moment where you've given me the privilege and the voice and a sound to make on your earth for your people, I, I really want to thank you. I thank you and I and I honour you and I take, um, <laughs> I do not take my responsibility lightly. I just want to thank you for your word and for this opportunity. Help me to grow in unselfishness because this message is for me and this message is for my um, spiritual family, for the mums listening in, families listening in. I've got responsibility to tell them the truth and also to encourage them in your ways. Holy Spirit, fill me so that I would be useful um, to you right now as I share your words accurately and with the fullness of your spirit and your life. Help all who are listening to be completely set free and continually develop this thing called selfishness and this thing called self. We honour you, Father, and I want to thank you so much for this opportunity today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, we'll always start with the New Testament. You should have your Bible in front of you. Don't worry if you don't. Um, you can use an app. You can use. Um, you can go online. I have my Bible in front of me. Um, so the first scripture is Genesis 12, verse 2. Genesis 12... Verse 2. Now, in this passage, this is Abram in Haran before he became Abraham and the Lord was speaking to him. And it says here, I'll just read verse 1 to you because it's, it's contextual. Go away from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house to the land which I will show you. This is verse 2. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you abundantly and make your name great exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. Mm. Now, honestly, when I looked at this, girls, I just thought, what on earth does this conversation with God to Abraham have to do with selfishness? Now, I'll be really honest with you. Um, one of the number one reasons that people are um, consciously or subconsciously, unconsciously selfish is because they don't think that they have enough to share with anybody else. That could be their time, it could be their resources, and it could be their money, it could be anything, even their children. Um, some people don't like others to spend time with their children because they think, well, I don't have enough time with them, so I would like to just think more about myself than other people. But what we see here is we know that later on, the Lord renames Abraham and Sarai to Abraham, father of many, and Sarah, princess, okay? So we know how the story ends. But at this point in history, Abraham did not know that he would um, give birth to two sons um, initially and then many more. He didn't know that he would be the father of many nations. But what God was saying, God was affirming him before the um, promise materialized. God was saying to him, actually, I want you to move away, number one. I want to give you a new land. Number two, um, I'm going to make you a great nation. Great nations, we've all come from Abraham. That's number three. God is going to bless, bless him abundantly. Number four, he's going to make his name great. Number five, and you shall be a blessing of um, uh, good, a great source of good to others. Number six. Now, if you were aware that these six things are eminent, 
present in your life, there's no need to be selfish. But I think the lack of awareness, and I, my, I include myself in this, the lack of awareness can generate feelings of selfishness because you think, well, hold on, this stuff is mine. But if things have been given to you by the Lord, we have a responsibility to be a source of great good to others. So one way of dealing with selfishness is to consider the source. Now, of course, if everything you have is stolen, it'd be really, really hard to share. But if something has been given to you liberally, the Bible says freely we have received, so freely we must give. So what the Lord is looking for today from you, um, ladies and gentlemen, um, is that we consider the source. Hmm. Consider the source of our blessings. Consider our inheritance in Abraham, the father of faith, (laughs) the father of all nations, many nations. And then third of all, if we can keep those two things in mind, the source of our blessings, um, our inheritance and our legacy through our father Abraham, The third thing is to reconsider how we can be a blessing to others. And that will just by default eliminate selfishness. Now, um, I really, really don't want to trivialise this because I am naturally, and this is without God's help, a very, very selfish person. And I'm aware of that. And the only reason I came to know this, not because people told me that I was selfish, but I started to look at the fruit and consequences of lots of the situation I I was in. And if I went in for a selfish reason, the chances are I may benefit immediately um, for a few minutes, for a few days, maybe a year. But the long-term consequences of selfishness is that you end up lonely. Um, You may burn bridges with family members and loved ones. You may find yourself out of work. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm just saying that these are some of the things that can come out of selfishness. And what we have in the first chapter in the Bible is a very, very clear blessing from God. And that has allowed me to really rethink, well, if my life has been given to me by God, which it has been, I can share that life with other people and not be afraid to A, be myself um, or B, that I'm ever going to run out of resources or supply or life. It's impossible because God has asked me and commanded me to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. That's also something that um, God promised to Abraham and spoke over Abraham in the book of Genesis, blessed to be a blessing. So he was so blessed, he in turn blessed others. And even though it might not seem directly obvious, why that has anything to do with selfishness, I think it deals with the root of selfishness, which is actually fear. So I strongly encourage you that if you struggled with selfishness in any way, and I don't mean thinking about yourself and looking after yourself, that's not what I mean. Caring for yourself is different to selfishness. Selfishness is a character trait and it manifests itself regularly at inopportune times during the day. But looking after yourself, especially as a mum and as a woman, and a wife, um, for those of you who are listening who are married, um, looking after yourself is no crime or sin. But I think when it bubbles over into selfishness is when it consumes your life and you can only think about yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, next scripture, Proverbs 28, verse 27. Proverbs 28, verse 27. Thank <laughs> you. 
here we go. So, in Proverbs 28, let's have a look. So, for those of you who are not familiar with the book of Proverbs, it's um, 31 chapters of daily wisdom, and some people have recommended some leading voices in the Christian world have said, you know, one chapter of Proverbs a day um, will help you to build wisdom, and I've done that. Um, in um, and probably not as consistently as I could have done, but I've done it on occasion. I do still read the book of Proverbs regularly, but I went through a season where I just read one chapter a day. And you'd be really, really surprised how many of the things in the Bible, even though it was written so many years ago, apply to us now. Okay, so Proverbs 28, verse 27. He who gives to the poor will never want that he who shuts his eyes from their need will have many curses. So this is a really lovely um, segue from what I wanted, what I was saying before, in that um, caring for yourself and looking after yourself is not a sin because we're told to love others as we love ourselves. It's impossible to love another person if you don't love yourself. But, but what selfishness um, can do is, as the Bible rightly says, shut your eyes from those who are in need. And it actually says it will bring many curses to us. Now, um, I really, really struggle with addressing the needs of others because I think as a mum and as a woman, as a wife, as a family person, you have to ask yourself, what are your priorities? Because the Bible makes it really clear that you're to provide for your own first. And um, I'll give you um, an analogy. You know, the Bible says Judea, um, Samaria, then the ends of the earth. I think I've missed one stage out, but the point I'm making is your family is your number one priority. So you give to God, give yourself to God, commit your life, give your time, resources to the kingdom of God. But your immediate family, now remember, I'm sharing from past experiences and and failures, and um, you may not agree, but from my experience of being a mum for the last um, 16 years and being a Christian for 19 years, I have really um, come across a lot of tension in this area. Do you serve your family or do you serve the church? Now, I'll be really honest with you. It's your call. You have to decide, and this is a personal conversation with the Lord, because there'll be some seasons of your life where you do leave your children at home and you go and serve at your local hostel, charity, team, um, within your church, within your community. But there are times, girls, and I'm talking to mums first, where your family just has to come first. Uh, And as hard as that might sound and controversial, I'm saying this as a woman who's been on many worship teams, many Sunday school teams, anything that you can volunteer for in the church I've done, and I paid a great price for it. And even though I believe I was a blessing and I was using my gifts, I started to realise that the spiritual um, persona and the spiritual atmosphere, my family was shriveling. Why? Because I was out early every Sunday, not back till after two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, food is ready and everything like that. But spiritually, my family were in darkness. Now, they, of course, have a responsibility to um, develop their own faith, but I'm the mummy. So my family's been given to me. Who's responsible for their spiritual upkeep whilst they are children or young in the Lord? It's my responsibility. So in our house, my immediate family 
on my first point of ministry. Yeah. So I'm not on any team um, and I won't be because um, I believe that parents are the pastors in their household. Now, you may not agree with that and that's okay, but that is where, for me, I drew the line on selfishness because I wanted to be able to use my gifts in the wider public and in the wider world, working in the school, teaching, leading, doing all of these things, being um, prominent in the development of churches. That was something I was really passionate about. And God called me out on it and said, that's wonderful, Lou. It's beautiful, but you have a church at home. And it brought me to tears. So this verse means to me, he who shuts his eyes will have many curses. That means if you negate your responsibilities at home, I think there's huge consequences to pay. And this is not for everybody. And for some of you, you know, the needs that you'll be meeting might well be in your church. And I'm not saying that's not important, but you have to call it the way that it is. What has God called you to do? Maybe you're in the family where the mummy is the minister and dad is at home. That happens. Maybe you're the mum that works and your husband is the full-time caretaker. Maybe a grandparent is a full-time caretaker to allow you to be in ministry or to be in employment. There's nothing wrong with those types of family makeup, but you have to know what would God consider selfishness for you? That's the point that I'm making. And for me, I knew that I had to step down from a lot of a lot of different things I was committed to. One was my, my job. Um, one was my um, commitment at my local church. Obviously, with, you know, we're still members there. But when I, when I stepped down, it was a, a personal decision because I believe God was calling me back home to be able to minister to my own family, which is um, a big decision because I've been on stage and I use inverted commas since I was 12 in dance groups, in singing groups, in volunteer groups. Um, I did Soul Survivor um, when I was pregnant with my eldest. Um, I did all of these things and I've been really active, you know, in the Christian community, which is wonderful. But when God spoke to me about what he needed to, me to do in that instance and in relating to this verse, the poor and the needy were my own family. Not poor in the sense of the financial um, uh, or resources, but in terms of developing spiritual gifts and investing time in your family as my number one priority and one of the main reasons why I started revitalise. But seeing here in print that closing our eyes to the needs of others will have many curses is a warning to us to be selfless. And so I stopped thinking about, you know, how um, I sound on stage or um, how many meetings I can attend, how many groups I can join and advocate for, and just started thinking about my immediate church and my immediate flock, which are my family. And so I encourage you, um, where is the line of selfishness in your life? Are you being asked to go back out? Are you being asked to come back home? And I mean spiritually, I don't mean physically, um, because my mind was always in many places because I'd committed myself to many things. And so when I took myself out of it, 
not self-care. <laughs> when I took myself out of the equation, I realised that all the things I was doing for the Christian community, for churches, for Christian women, um, was, wasn't, you know, they weren't bad. But the season has changed and God has asked me to myself a little bit lower down and my profile and my, you know, Christian persona, my Christian bumper stickers, just to one side and to think about the things that really matter, which were always my priority. And since the age of 16, I said to God, I really want a family. And what's the point of having a family? The Bible says it's to produce godly offspring. And if I don't have time, how on earth can I do that? Let's go to the next scripture. We're going over to the New Testament now. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. So the book of Mark is one of the Gospels. And so in some Bibles it will say the Gospel according to Mark, the Gospel according to Matthew, the Gospel according to Luke. Um, we're looking at the Gospel according to Mark. Mark 8. Verse 34, uh, <laughs> I love the Bible and I love the Bible because everything is linked to each other. And for the people who are from the school of thought that there are lots of contradictions in the Bible, I think it's important not to just not read one verse in isolation. You have to read a few verses. You also have to ask the Holy Spirit to, to enlighten you and um, reveal to you the point of what he's saying and I'll show you what I'm talking about by reading this verse to you so I just explained to you about um taking yourself out of the equation and Jesus says to his disciples so he called the crowd together with his disciples and said to them if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple he must deny himself set aside selfish interests and take up his cross expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me believing in me, conforming to my example in living and, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Now, we've actually run out of time, so that's the last verse that I'll be sharing with you today. Um, but tune in tomorrow um, and I can continue talking about the other Bible verses. What I'm going to say, I'm going to end with this, Denying yourself doesn't mean hating yourself. Denying yourself, I'll give you an example um, from my own life. You may have 11 things to do in a day. Well, let's be realistic. If you're a mom, you have 11 things to do before um, 7 a.m. And then the Lord calls you and says, look, I want to spend time with you. You can hear an audible voice. The father is saying, look, let's talk. Let's be together. Um, your husband wants to spend time with you. You need to make breakfast for your children. You want to work out and you want to do um, a bit of your work from home and you'd like to read and maybe call your parents. Those are eight out of the 11 things. Now, what I do each morning is um, I, I give my first part of my day to God and then I have an ongoing conversation with the Lord throughout the day so God isn't asking me to sit down for four hours, you know, face to the floor. Some people are called to do that. But in my home, I know that um, what God has asked of me is to give him the first part of my day. Then 
to spend time with my husband. That could be anything. That could be invoices. It could be a cup of tea. It could be breakfast. It could be a conversation. It could be um, time to alone together. Then to um, look at my home, you know, what do um, family members need? Um, you know, my mom is in my top five priorities um, each day, whether I'm praying for her or so spending time together. That's that's what I consider to be denying myself, because if I had my own way, I'd spend the first few hours of my day um, exercising, eating, <laughs> having a bubble bath. You, you kind of get the idea. So the point I'm making is denying yourself will look different to everybody. What I deny myself from it might sound ridiculous to you because you think, oh, my goodness, you know, you're really vain or really excessive. But it's my life and I know what God has called me to do in the same way when you deny yourself. People might not understand why your phone isn't on until midday because maybe you have a newborn. Maybe you have three children under seven and you just want to give the first part of the day to them. And then after midday, they're free to play. Then you can catch up with your friends, social media, extended family members. It's a tricky one. But I'll leave you with this. No man has ever denied himself for Christ and lost out. I encourage you to stand on the word and ask the Lord to search your heart and to help you. This is not supposed to be um, sad. It's exciting that we are still alive and we can still grow. We can grow. We can become more like Christ and it can be done in private so that when you show up, when you decide to become a minister or a manager or to have more children or to get married, you know, if you're single or foster, whatever it is you decide to do, you will be ready because the Lord has worked on your heart. Let's pray. Father, I love your word. And, um, you know, I laugh and I joke about things that you've spoken to me about, but in all seriousness, it's been so hard because you stripped me of everything I understood about being a, a, a woman, a black woman, a, a Christian, a wife, a mother, a friend, a daughter. You've completely turned it around for me. Now I'm not completely selfless, but you have blessed me in such a way that I'm growing in this area. And I ask you to strengthen those who are listening that um, the selfishness, if it's something they struggle with, would um, be eroded away and the um, selflessness would, would grow, it would grow with joy. Lord, we give you glory. And Holy Spirit, I thank you because you are my comforter and my guide and my friend and my God. Bless the people who are listening. Bless the people who hear the word and do the word. Help me not to be disqualified um, from the prize by speaking about one thing and doing another, I still need the work and I still need help. So as I um, end this message today, give your children hope and give me grace to do the things that I promised you I would do each day and not to worry about status or reputation and all the things that come along with it. How we love you. Father, have your way. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.
okay everyone that's all from me today on revitalize inspire perspire expire it's been so wonderful to um, have you listening in thank you for your time if you haven't already done so visit teachingmums.com to find out all the things that teaching mums is doing right now and leave a review leaving a review means that more and more women and families like yours are able to hear this message this encouragement i'm available on all the platforms where podcasts are shown and aired um and it's wonderful to um to have you with me on this journey have a lovely day bye bye